Up to us. Yeah, this may be the realest thing I ever wrote. The biggest effort of me trying to give my people hope. I've been talking, now I'm trying out a new approach. I'm just a vessel credit, go to Mississippi boats. Let me show you what we count the most. If I can, let me show you what we got at stake. Pay attention, listen good, ain't no time to break. It's elections every single year here in our How you guys doing? Welcome to the Better Luck Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Timothy Young, an emerging leader for Mississippi Votes. And I'm Shawnee Rickman, also emerging leader for Mississippi Votes. And the title of this episode is The Need to Know. This is going to be all about what's on your ballot in Mississippi. Um, first off, we want to uh, have a little brief video from one of our YAC fellows, Caitlin Clark. Hi, my name is Caitlin Clark. I am 16 years old. I am a member of Mississippi Boats Youth Advisory Council in a junior in Merrill High School. This week's Voter Education of the Week, I'd like to talk to you about ballot measures. A ballot measure is a piece of proposed legislation that can be approved or rejected by every eligible voter. This year's November 3rd, 2020 election in Mississippi will have three ballot measures that every eligible voter can vote on. Those measures are measure number one is the medical marijuana amendment. There are two parts to this measure. There is Initiative 65, brought forth by the people of Mississippi, and Alternative Initiative 65A, brought forth by the Mississippi Legislature. Voting for Initiative 65 would mean you are agreeing to allow all patients with debilitating medical conditions certified by Mississippi licensed physicians to use medical marijuana. Voting for Alternative Initiative 65A would establish a program to allow the usage of marijuana products. Ballot measure number two is House and Current Resolution number 47. This amendment will eliminate the requirement that in order to be elected governor or to any statewide office, that you will not only have to have majority vote from a general election, but also have to have majority votes from Mississippi House of Representatives. This amendment will simply allow the vote to be up to the people. Number three is House Bill 1796 flag freedom. Eligible electors will simply vote yes or no for the new proposed design of the Mississippi state official flag. As you see, there are a lot of important issues to vote on, so make sure you stay connected with Mississippi Votes to get more information about this year's election. It's up to us. So today, everyone, we will be talking about what is on the ballot for the state of Mississippi. We will have the presidential candidates starting off Joseph Biden and Kamala Harris, Donald Trump and Mike Pence, Don Blankenship and William Moore, Brian Carroll and Amar Patel. As well as Phil Collins and Bill Parker, Howie Hawkins and Angela Nicole Walker, Joe Jorgensen and Jeremy Spike Cohen, Brock Pierce and Carla Ballard, and Kanye West and Michelle Tibbaugh. Also, we have on the United States Senate, we have Mike Espy, Cindy Hyde-Smith, and Jimmy L. Edwards. And for U.S. House of Representatives, 1st Congressional District, we have Antonia Eliza and Trent Kelly. For the U.S. House of Representatives, 2nd Congressional District, we have Brian Flowers and Benny G. Thompson. And U.S. House of Representatives, 3rd Congressional District, Dorothy Benford and Michael Guest. Also, we have the 4th Congressional District, which was only uh, Stephen Palazzo. And then nonpartisan judi judicial election for Supreme Court Justice, District 1, Kenny Griffiths and Latrice Westbrooks. Also, we have Supreme Court District 1, Central Position 2, 
Leslie D. King. And then Supreme Court District 2, Position 3, Mike Randolph. As well as Supreme Court District 3, Position 3, Northern, this would be Josiah Dennis Coleman, Percy L. Lynchard. And then going back to the top, uh, for a special nonpartisan judicial election, Circuit Court Judge, District 8, Brian Burns and Caleb May. Next we have the ballot initiatives. First one being Initiative 65 and 65A. The other being House Concurrent Resolution Number 47. And the last being the House Bill uh, 1796, the flag referendum. So starting off with Initiative Measure 65, should Mississippi allow qualified patients with deliberating medical conditions as certified by Mississippi licensed physicians to use medical marijuana? 65A, shall Mississippi establish a program to allow the medical use of marijuana products by qualified persons with debilitating medical conditions? Okay, so I guess we'll get into a conversation about that, the difference of Initiative 65 and then Initiative 65A. Yep, so uh, on the ballot, you'll have two options. The first will be a vote for approval of either or or against both. Um, you'll have the... Uh, options of either voting for uh, approval of either initiative 65 or 65A and the other option will be against both which is measure number 65 and uh, alternative measure 65A. Afterwards you will have a vote for one and that's if you have voted for on the previous option you'll either vote for initiative measure number 65 or for alternative measure number 65A. Mississippi voters will be asked to vote either or neither on initiative 65 and 65A um, which are two measures regarding medical marijuana admit, amendments. Voters will first need to decide if they support either measure al allowing the use of medical marijuana by qualified patients or whether they support neither measure. So, you know, with that, um, so 65, so it's broken down into a, a two-step process. Um, Initiative 65 got on the ballot because more than 100,000 registered voters petitioned to put it there. Um, the alternative was placed by people that were in, um, what is that called? Legislation. Yes, legislative. I'm losing the word. Um, and so that's how the alternative one came about. So for Initiative 65, the um, number of qualifying conditions. There are 22 um, specified medical reasons that a person could get that, um, as well as position limits. It's two and a half ounces to be carried at once. Um, ability to smoke it is prohibited in public places, and for taxed on to the state is 7% as of 2020. If you do want to get a medical card, it will be $50 and the administrating agency for that is the Mississippi Department of Health. Now going to Initiative 65A, um, it is not specified with the conditions as well as the limits to carry. Um, the ability is restricted to terminally ill patients. There are no tax rates yet or costs for ID as well as the administrating agency. And the date for if you do if 65 is approved, the deadline for the card is August 15th, 2021, and for uh, 65A, that date is not specified at this moment.
Okay. So basically, um, 65 is more so for um, anything that physicians basically write off as needing for um, medical marijuana, but 65A is for terminally ill patients, and that would be afforded to them. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily have any specifications on it. Yeah. Okay. So House Concurrent Resolution Number 7, the amendment provides that the elected governor to any or other statewide office, a candidate must receive a majority of the votes in the general election. If no candidate receives a majority of the votes, then a runoff election shall be held as provided by general law. The requirement of receiving the most votes in a majority of Mississippi House of Representatives districts is removed. So basically that would be the removal of the Electoral College of Mississippi and that um, the popular vote would be what we take instead. And that is also one of the measures that you would uh, be voting for on the current ballot on November 3rd. And that, like again, as I stated before, that would be uh, resolution number 47. And you would just be voting yes or no on that one. And then for the House Bill 1796, which is the flag, referendum, um, we say yes or no on the flag design. So basically going into that, um, you'll vote yes if you like the flag, you uh, the current design that they have right now. Um, and if you don't, you'll say no. Um, and if you know no wins, then they'll go into a whole nother draft of finding a new state flag. The old state flag will not go up. Um, so we'll just not have a flag probably at that current moment until we have one that wins. Also, for those who may not be able or who haven't seen the flag design, this would be the one with um, two red borders. It also has a thin yellow line in the middle of them. It's going to be a navy center with a magnolia and a circle of stars around it. And under the magnolia, it would be uh, inscribed, In God We Trust, as well as a, a gold star at the top of the magnolia at the top. Is there a name for that flag? Um, not that I'm sure of or know at this moment. But though that's be the entire ballot that you'll be voting for on November 3rd, Mississippi, it's definitely important that you use the uh, ballot ready tool on MississippiVotes.org just so you can get a little comfortable with the ballot and who you'll be voting for. Also get a little background information on all of the names that are going to be on the ballot as well to keep from uh, guessing about any candidates or anything like that. We definitely want to have you all very engaged but also very empowered and in knowledge about everybody that you're going to be voting for as well as the um, initiatives that we're going to be provided in voted on as well. And also, you know, use our tools that we have on our website. Um, we have our ballot ready and what else do we have? We have a ballot ready, we have uh, polling places, we also help you check your registration and it's also, well it's passed now, but we also have the ability to uh, help with registering to vote on vote. there as well. Yes. Um, later in this episode, we actually have um, some people from Vote America and Ballot Ready joining us, so we'll definitely be looking forward to talking with them in a few as well. Hello, everyone. First day, um, Better Luck Podcast Episode 2. We will be having Deborah Cleaver, founder and CEO of Vote America. Vote America is a new nonprofit organization led by a small team of elections and technology experts, including the founders of Vote.org and Vote.gov, who have come together to combat the chaos of the 2020 election cycle by helping to drive, drive record-shattering voter turnout. Thanks so much Thank for you. having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming. So Deborah, we wanted to um, have you on to just talk about a little bit about Vote America and then also the tools that we use currently on our uh, official MS Votes website. Uh, sure, where do you guys want me to start? I was gonna say, um, if you wanna do like a brief rundown of Vote America. Sure, uh, 
That's a good, okay. So Vote America is, I think, the sixth voter turnout organization that I've started. I've been starting voter turnout organizations since 2004. Uh, and that's because I was absolutely horrified by the 2000 election where turnout was so low in our country that shenanigans in a single county in America, Broward County, impacted the presidential election. I'm assuming you guys were a little too young to vote back mm -hmm. then. Uh, but, you know, basically the Supreme Court chose the president instead of the people, gave us George W. Bush, and it's pretty easy to draw a straight line from George W. Bush to Donald Trump. And I would say that low turnout uh, increases the likelihood that radical candidates will be elected to office. Uh, and radical candidates are generally not great for our country. So in 2004, I helped start an organization called Swing the State. That one was partisan. Uh, and we were really committed to keeping George W. Bush from getting a second term. That didn't work out, but I did learn something very interesting that year, which was that Democrats uh, outregister Republicans, but still lose elections. So after then, I was like, you know what, maybe instead of focusing all my effort on voter registration, I'll focus my efforts on voter turnout. So my next organization was called Long Distance Voter. And uh, God, this was like 12 years ago. So mm -hmm. at the time, the internet was completely silent on how to get an absentee ballot. So I pulled together a group of friends and we created this really simple website, which just like walked you through in each state, the process for getting an absentee ballot. And it like blew up. It became like super, super popular because it was the only place to go online to get that information. And so I ran long distance voter from 2008 to 2015 and 2016, we launched that one as vote.org. Uh, and at the same time started something called electionday.org, which was basically a, a challenge to CEOs to give their teams time off to vote because it is your boss and not the government who decides if you get time off to vote. And then in 2019, leftvote.org and started Vote America and the sixth organization launches next year. It's called Future Voter, and it's gonna, and I hope you guys will work with us on that one. It targets people who aren't 18 yet, because if you can get people civically engaged, like when they're younger, they become like lifetime voters. And I, I bet both of you were doing civic engagement stuff before you were old enough to vote. I was doing civic engagement stuff before I was old enough to vote. And there's no reason why we don't like get people engaged when they're in high school. Um, so yeah, so Vote America, basically when we started it last year, we were mostly worried about hostile foreign interference in the election. Like we were worried about Russia, right? And we were like, okay, Russia's gonna be mucking around in our elections, this isn't good, what do we do? Uh, and then 2020 happened and 2020 has just been wild. So even though I'm still worried about Russia, I would say the pandemic kind of eclipsed all other concerns. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've, held, we've held steady this year, and we focus on voter registration, voter turnout, and voter protection. And as part of that, we built like a whole suite of tools for other groups to use, including Mississippi Votes. Uh, and they're 100% free for other nonprofits like ourselves, because we think it's unethical to take money from us. Not like any nonprofit has a lot of money, just to be honest. Like no one's making money selling things to nonprofits. Uh, and, you know, we 
earlier this year, we were really, really focused on vote by mail, helping people vote by mail. Um, then the Republican Party attacked the post postal service, which like we just did not see coming, to be honest. Uh, and now, you know, we're, we're really focused on helping people vote early, chasing those mail ballots, like people who signed up for vote by mail, making sure they get them back. And then we'll be running a really big election day uh, GOTV effort that stands for get out the vote for anyone who doesn't know. And in 21 states, you can register to vote on election day. So we're going to make sure that people know that. Um, unfortunately, you guys are both in Mississippi, right? You're your state does not offer election day registration. Your state makes it as hard as humanly possible for people to vote. Um, but a bunch of states do offer election day registration. And I just gave you a very long winded answer to your question, but the, the short version is I've been doing this a long time. Uh, and I've, I've really started with the assumption that Americans don't need to be convinced to vote. Americans are not apathetic. We need to be able to vote. It is harder to vote in the United States than in any other nation with democratically elected leadership. That is by design. It's because elected officials want to choose their voters instead of letting voters choose their leaders. And again, you guys are in Mississippi, so you get to see that like all the time. Um, but yeah, once you, once you start with the assumption that people want to vote, you realize that there are reasons why they're not voting. And if you could find those reasons, those roadblocks and clear them, you can increase turnout. And I will say 2020 is wild, but we're gonna have record high turnout this year. Like voters don't care. Like they're like, oh, 10 hour line, that's fine. I'll stand in this line. Oh, you want ID? I have three IDs with me. Like people are just like not letting the government keep them from voting this year. It's a podcast. Everyone can't see us all smiling, but that is true. Oh. In Georgia, no. they're like 10 hours. That's fine. I got nothing else to do today. I'll just stand on this line all day. Like people are just not having it this year. <laughs> I would like to say uh, thank you because I feel like a, a huge part of that is because a lot of more voters are informed and engaged and it's, it's due to tools like Vote America and it's due to like having it accessible through our website and stuff like that. But I just know for my demographic in particular, especially in Mississippi, being able to have that information uh, at our disposal definitely encourages us to want to utilize it definitely encourages us to want to utilize our voice as long as we are informed and empowered on what we're actually voting on. So. I definitely thank Vote America and you in particular for just helping out in that in that um, facility. Well, I mean, thank you guys. Like, so like Mississippi is just going to change and it's going to be because of groups like Mississippi votes. I'm telling you, people have had enough. People, people have like honestly had enough of their vote being suppressed. I see those lines in Georgia and like, it shouldn't give me hope because it's nonsense. But the fact that people wait on the lines is really giving me hope. Definitely. Um, yes, definitely like, thank you for, you know, your tools. Like it helps us out a lot at our uh, voter registration drives or people like, I'm not sure if I'm registered. And it's like, oh great, like pull up our website, you know, go here, check for your registration, just put in your information and then, you know, like, okay, like I'm registered or I'm not. And if they're not, here's a form or right here with you. So it helps us out a lot completely. Um, and especially with us having it on our website, um, 
And, you know, people who aren't, you know, in the state of Mississippi, you know, just send them over to vote.org. Like, hey, here's more information. Vote America. Vote America, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, send more tools, you know, and having like the outline and a countdown too for the day of election. I love that because <laughs> I'm I counting down the days. Yeah, that when we were first designing this site, we were like, let's put a countdown on the ele- on the homepage. And it, it makes us anxious, but it's important. What are we, 18 days left to go? <laughs> <laughs> um, Shawnee, if you would, uh, you could also just walk through how we get through. Um, I have the website pulled up if you want me to do it. Um, just walk through how we get to the tools for those listening who okay. can't um, see it. But uh, first and foremost, you want to go to msvotes.org, and you'll first get launched into the homepage, and you'll be clicking that little Who We Are tab. I mean, I'm sorry, not the Who You Are tab, uh, Finding Your Polling Place tab. Let me do share screen. Can you see my screen? Mm-mm. Not yet. Oh, now we can. Your website is so good. Thank you. It took a lot of time. (laughs) We were nitpicking a bunch of stuff on here. So you'll go to msvotes.org. Click on to voter uh, resources. Check your registration. If it'll allow me. And I've already, uh, you know, started looking for my registration. So it has it already pulled up right here. <laughs> um, but it'll show you something different. Let me see if I can go to a different one. Go back to voter resources, check your registration. And then just like that, um, double check, put in your information, first name, last name, your address birthday and then hit continue and it'll have um you know hey here's your name you are um at for me it'll be bolton mississippi um that is where i will be registered and you can also pull up with other resource our other resources um you know your polling place there we go uh much to what uh shawnee said earlier though deborah you just made during an increasingly hard time of going out in person and being voters registration drives is something that we can't really do just due to social distancing. So we can't be really uh, in people's faces and a lot of hands-on work that we would love to do, but just having that website and telling them, you don't have to come near me, but you can look it up on your phone real quick and just check it out. And if you don't, that's when you come to me, we can fill out your form. But just having that seamless part of it now, I definitely can say that it is just, transform the work for sure in a sense of just being able to do it really quickly and helping people know um, their status of their registration and also just where they can uh, go to vote as well. Because I can't imagine how it used to be like, you know, years ago, just I don't know if I'm registered or not. And it's just like, you know, probably fill out the form just in case. (laughs) Yeah, um, I mean, things definitely used to be slower. I think we built the first version of this tool in 2014 so it's been a while now and I think just like well a lot of people like don't even think about this until election day right truthfully people don't think about it and then they're like oh I don't know if I'm registered so people would just not vote is what would happen um 
so I'll say this, the internet has definitely made our line of work easier. It's kind of, it's crazy to think about that, but when I first started, God, I'm dating myself. I definitely first started doing this work before the internet was like a popular thing in the nineties. Um, so yeah. So tell me what you, am I allowed to ask questions? Cause I'm generally, what, what have you guys been up to? Cause yeah, you, you touched on something that I'm really curious about, which is so much of our work used to happen face to face and it can't happen that way because of the pandemic. Cause we don't, you know, obviously we don't all want to get sick. Right. Part of um, what we do now is creating virtual spaces for um, things like that. Uh, during National Voter Education Week, we actually threw a voter um, education kickback. And the flyer was similar to just sitting in your living room with the desk chair with your laptop up and we're just all enjoying the party. We had a DJ um, here at the office, DJ Live. So they were listening to music. We did Who Killed Democracy, Clue Game. We um, did a, a portion. Oh my God, that like, sounds fun. Yes, it was. Oh, we had so much fun with that. We also did um, at the a text banking hour too, where we talked through some of the DIA uh, fellows and any of the schools because we also made like a school competition throughout uh, a lot of the HBCUs and high schools here too as well. But uh, it was just it's it's fun because I think now we're getting into a space where we're a little more comfortable with Zoom. So a lot of people are just like, eh, let me just pull up my uh, laptop screen and just get into it. You don't necessarily have to have your camera on, but being able to get them in spaces in which we can share information has definitely been a difficulty. But thanks to the internet, we have just some pieces that we're able to throw it back together because I don't feel like it's ever gonna be a, a face-to-face like we know it ever again, but it'll definitely have to be uh, an effort that we still have to press really, really hard and make sure that people are getting this information and are educated and empowered to make uh, lasting change efforts for sure. Wait, so you guys are organizing over Zoom? Yeah. And it it helps, you know, um, if they can't, you know, come in person, we're able now to reach people all over the state. So it's just like, send the Zoom link. We're all still here together. You don't have to travel. And we're reaching more people. That is cool. So, like, are you guys, like, screen sharing? Is that how you're – sorry, I I feel like, okay, I like technology, so, you like, all my nerd (laughs) senses are tingling. Uh, and that's a good point. Everyone, know, everyone knows how to use Zoom now. Like my mother's in her seventies, and she's like, "Do you want to Zoom?" Um, <laughs> yes. So that is cool. That is really cool, and that makes so much sense because you can screen share and you can walk people through things. Um, that's hey, I think the uh, most difficult probably would be um, was just like getting forms because that's still a, a thing that we have to do. Yeah, person. That's something that a lot of people are trying to push for is we should be able to register to vote online. Yeah, you, you should. Know, imagine how that would be if we're in a, a Zoom call of 30 people and we can just send the registration link and then just check to make sure everybody sent it off and it goes straight to a city clerk. Stuff like that is increasingly important because we have to change how we do this kind of work. So maybe because of something like this, we're able to push initiatives like that a little further. Like, hey, it would just make it a lot easier for all of us if we didn't have to be in there and set up those huge spaces where we have to register everybody so you know we didn't we didn't have the money for it this year but i'll raise the money next year for people who don't have printers to click a button that says send me my voter registration form in the mail um Mm. that that will definitely help um that yeah it's it's kind of nonsense that mississippi doesn't have online voter registration at this point 
I want to say 41 states have online voter registration. And then there's like a few stragglers, like Texas refuses to have it, Mississippi. Um, and it's a shame because online voter registration just reduces the cost. Mm. Like, if, you know, otherwise you have county clerks like typing that information into a computer. And that is just not an efficient use of anyone's time. But I feel like groups like Mississippi Votes will just make it happen. Make it happen. Go after, go after the Secretary of State for wasting everyone's money. Let's say I love the idea of having a button send it to you because I remember the day before uh, the cut October fifth, like the cutoff for registration forms. Uh, a friend of mine was asking me, "Hey, you gonna be at your job? Can you print out my form? I know y'all got printers there." And I and I would have never thought maybe it'd be a lot easier if he didn't have to print it. Like if there was another option around it, but. I didn't even consider how like an actual issue or how many times that may have happened across a, you know, a population of people who I, I want the form. I can do the form, but I don't have anywhere to print it. So yeah, I think no one, no one has printers. And in years past, we used to tell people to go to the library because librarians will help you out, but the library is not open this year. Nothing is open. So not being able to print a form is like a real roadblock for people. I was about to say, um, I, I, I've enjoyed this so much, Deborah. Oh my gosh, I have enjoyed this so much because I've, I've wanted to be able to pick your brain just a little bit because like I said, you just transformed how we do a lot of things and how easy it is just to go on our website and do a lot of this for Mississippi. And so I just want to- Yeah, ask me anything if you want to pick my brains. I've been doing this. I've been doing this for a while, so I might know a few things. I, I wanted to know, you know, like, I know you're like big into tech. So how did you get from to you know like tech into getting into voting stuff? Oh, it kind of went the opposite way. I was into voting, uh, like into voter registration, voter turnout way before I got into tech. Um, I just you know because I started doing voter registration, voter turnout work in the '90s, and and tech wasn't that big until like the 2000s, mostly. It just seemed like a really good, so I kept starting organizations that didn't have any money, right? That's the key thing, right? I didn't have any money, so I couldn't pay anyone, but you could have a website for like $10 a month. So I, I don't think technology solves problems. I think technology scales solutions. And I was like, I could afford a website. And if I put information on a website, I bet people will find it. So it's, I was an activist long before I got into technology. And you know, activists never have enough money. So really, it, it just came about because uh, I'm frugal, because activists never have enough money. And I was like, well, I can volunteer my own time, so I don't need to pay myself. Like this wasn't my job until 2016. But I was like, but I could definitely afford this $10 a month website. So that's the actual order that things happened in. I was an activist and I, uh, you know, it gets exhausting being in the field, talking to people all day. So I was like, well, if I had a website, this is actually how this happened. Oh my God, this was so long ago. We printed up these like business card size flyers and my friends and I would go to concerts and hand out these business card size flyers that said, if you want to register to vote, come here. And then people could register to vote on the website. And because we realized that we could give like everyone at a concert these business cards in the amount of time it would take us to like register 10 people. So yeah, it was just a combination of not having a lot of money and not getting paid and being like, but websites are cheap. So yeah, 
literally activist first and then technologist second. And so it makes me laugh when I see all these people that are like, yeah, we're going to use technology and we need like $3 million to get started. I'm like, I got started with $10 a month. Like if, if you need $3 million, you obviously have never been an activist because activists never have any money and we still get things done. Yeah, technology's cheap compared to a lot of, compared to our time, right? Definitely. I was about to say, um, when you said the flyers, it made me think of how me and Shani, because uh, we we just started doing this podcast, so part of us getting the information out wasn't like we could have all these people in the room like, hey, subscribe to this podcast, couldn't do that, so we went around the college uh, campuses dropping the flyer off with a QR code mm-hmm. and uh, link tree information. So definitely that being able to just, hey, go here and you'll see it. <laughs> it's been amazing. Yeah, technology lets us scale our efforts. I mean, that's, you know, it's never going to replace face-to-face, uh, which we all know. But like I'd say 2020 is interesting because it forced us to find alternatives to face-to-face. Like the fact that you guys are using Zoom instead of face-to-face, like that's, a big deal, right? Because yeah, as you, as Shawnee said, you could reach the whole state now. You could mm-hmm. be like, join this link, join this link, and you know, even if you pay for a Zoom webinar, it's like, I don't know, maybe fifty bucks a month. You can get like thousands of people on it, so it just lets us reach more people at once. And you know, voter turnout's like a numbers game. It's like, can can you know? your side get more people to the polls so yeah that that's actually why i use technology it just scales but um i don't know i have a reputation for like loving tech and it's i'm like yeah because i'm an activist well thank you so much um this has been a great conversation and we love hearing from you and all your tools. Very, very, very thankful for the tools and all of your work. <laughs> because without you, whoo, <laughs> I don't know where we would be. <laughs> well, that makes me very happy. I'll let the team know. Also, for people who can't see the podcast, which is everyone, the fact that you two both have matching purple backgrounds and purple is the Mississippi votes uh, color. I want to say I'm very impressed. Are you guys like in the same place? Actually, in two separate rooms. <laughs> we right. just have purple everywhere. Did you guys, is like the entire Mississippi Votes office painted purple? I think we have like Accident. in every room of four walls, three are white and one's purple. <laughs> right. Well done. Well done. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. um, Thank you. Cool. I was about to say, I think that is about it. Deborah. thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so, so much. Uh, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm uh, the manager of customer success at Dollar Ready, um, and with Nathan, uh, helped uh, build and implement your your voter guide. And I'm Nathan. Um, I'm an onboarding manager um, and electoral fellow here at Ballot Ready. Um, yeah, helped build your site with, with Sarah. I'm really excited to be here. Um, thank you all for coming, uh, Sarah and Nathan. I was just going to do a, a little brief introduction of just what um, Ballot Ready is, and then you guys can um, go further in depth than what you all do with Ballot Ready, and then just uh, what it means for y'all about uh, voting and how important it is to y'all, the tools, and then just how it works. And that'll be kind of like the flow of the show. Um, cool. So really quickly, for everyone listening, Ballot Ready provides free, nonpartisan background information on every candidate and referendum on the voter's ballot. Uh, their mission is to create a country where every voter can enter the voting booth prepared and ballot ready. 
They believe in uh, electing, uh, they believe elected officials matter from the top of the ballot to the bottom. Um, they created Ballot Ready to make easy for every voter to research their candidates on his or her ballot and to make informed decisions based on what he or she cares about. Um, I saw on y'all's Facebook a really uh, well said statement that I wanted to touch on too. Uh, a lot of the reason that Ballot Ready does what they do is because they uh, they know voters guess. Sometimes they skip over candidates that they're not exactly sure, and some just stay home altogether. And I know during a time of COVID and stuff like that, that seems like a an option a lot of people would want to take. So having tools like Ballot Ready at our disposal on the uh, MS Votes uh, website have been tremendous help in just the work that we do in getting people um, out to vote and out and educated. So really appreciate you all being here for that for sure. Yeah, we're happy to be here. So, uh, Absolutely. Uh, Sean, did you have anything you want to say before we just let them do their spiel? Um, I, I would say I I love the ballot ready thing. Um, I was playing around the whole day um, when we had launched it, just messing around, clicking everything, learning like all the information. Um, and thank you for providing that for us. Yeah, um, so maybe I can start with a little more background on Ballot Ready, um, and then Nathan can can walk through how to use uh, the voter guide. Um, but yeah, you're spot on, right? The, the the idea behind most of what we do is that um, if you are informed about voting at all, right? If you feel enfranchised by the voting process, which is a, a big if, right? There's this whole other bucket of work uh, to be done around uh, making sure people feel like they have a voice and that they can participate in, in the voting process. Um, but, you know, in these big election years like 2020, um, if you if you do feel like you are empowered to vote, um, you often maybe know something about the president, maybe know something about other federal or statewide candidates. Um, but most of the candidates that are going to and most of the positions right that have the most power to affect um, your life and affect maybe the, the change that you'd like to see uh, in the communities that you live in. Um, th those are candidates that are harder to find information on if you even know that they're up for election um, or if you even know what those positions are in the first place. Um, and so we build a lot of tools, but one of our um, bigger tools is, is the voter guide where, you know, maybe, maybe you are curious already because you are excited about a, a higher up the ticket candidate, but uh, we hope that um, we can make it easy to just put in your address and see all the candidates that are going to be on your ballot uh, and, and make an informed decision um, about all the, the races top to bottom. Um, so Nathan can talk a little bit more about how exactly that works, but um, that's the basic idea. Yeah, I'd love to share a little bit more about sort of how exactly um, you can access ballot ready. Um, and sort of see all the candidates, not just for the presidential race, like Sarah, race, Sarah mentioned, but for every single race and every single measure um, that's sort of applicable to you. Um, yeah, so if you navigate on the MS Votes website, um, under voter resources, there's a get ballot ready tab. Um, and you're able just to hit that and then type in your address. Um, and then it will load for a little bit. Um, and you're able to see every single race that applies to you. Um, all the way from you know, the highest level, the president, um, all the way down to your local candidates, um, including, you know, in between, the, the in-betweens are obviously the federal races, the state races, um, and of course the ballot measures as well um, that are always ap applicable to you. Um, you're able to browse through all the candidates for all of the races that um, are applicable to you um, and you know, go through their biographies, go through their experience, go through their issue stances, um, and then add you know, those candidates to your ballot. 
Um, and once you do that, you sort of have this um, sort of, you know, ballot ready ballot um, that you're able to download, print, email, share with your friends um, and just, you know, share tell people that you've been uh you've been picking your choices for for, for your race um and I, I i think you know oftentimes um you know it, whether it's sharing it with your friends or share, or just downloading it for yourself to bring to the polls um you know this election is obviously going to be really important um and we, we just want to make sure that that everyone's sort of prepared for that um in addition to that you can also sort of make a plan to vote itself. Um, so once you've you know, sort of gone through the process of picking your candidates, um, there is a find out how to vote button. Um, and through that, you can see either you know, your options for voting by mail or voting in person. Um, in person polling places will be live on or around October 23rd. And at that point, you can sort of pick a place to, to go and physically vote if you'd like to. Um, but otherwise, if you want to vote by mail, um, we have a flow for that. And um, you can sort of pick a time uh, and place uh, to either drop off or, or, or mail your ballot. Um, most importantly, I think the, what, what we also give you the optionality for is, is to, uh, you know, remind yourself um, for either you're voting in person or uh, voting by mail. And so you're able to, you know, the system's able to automatically um, text or email you a reminder um, to, you know, either go to the polls um, or to mail in your ballot, um, which is obviously really important, um, you know, given that people forget things and, you know, people are, have busy lives. So we want to make it as easy as possible um, to sort of, you know, facilitate that process. Um, I'll also add that you can add the sort of events to your calendar um, of actually voting so that, you know, if you do have, if you do run a calendar on like a GCAL or like your Apple calendar, whatever it is, um, you're able to, to add that and integrate that into that system. That is, it, it's so mind boggling how far we are with just making stuff so streamlined and how easy it is. Um, during COVID right now, it's really hard to keep people engaged. And that was an, also another word that I've seen uh, a lot on y'all's uh, social media platforms, but y'all wanted to keep people empowered, informed, engaged in a democracy in which they're uh, allowed to be a part of and holistically know everything that they're voting for. Um, I know when we do voter registration drives too, we like to sometimes just have even just the registration form um, filled out just so people know where exactly to put all that information. But on the scale of being able to have a ballot that you've seen months prior to and being like, oh yeah, I remember exactly how I did this the first time. I just, I think that just does so much for people and just understanding what they're doing. So we really appreciate you all's work. Appreciate y'all being able to um, just assist in helping other people. I also found out that I was founded in 2015. So that was, I think, I don't know about Shawnee, but that was like my junior year in high school. So that was probably right before I was able to really just get into it. So just knowing that I've always had this tool available to me or just being able to break down this information, that's amazing. And I just really appreciate y'all because it, it helps too when talking about this information to people, if they can look at it and contextualize a lot of what we're talking about when it comes to like ballot measures and initiatives for them to look at for sure. Because, yeah, you know, like people, we register people and they're like, okay, great, I'm registered. So who do I vote for? <laughs> and so it's like, you know, just send them there. And it's like, you can look at all the candidates, read everything on them, what they stand for. And it's perfect. Yeah, I think uh, you had on a really good point that, um, you know, you obviously know these bigger races, like maybe if it's a statewide race, you've heard about the candidates. And so you know that you're going to be able to vote on, on that race. But some of these more local positions, especially like kind of goofy special districts, um, it's hard to figure out who's actually going to be on your ballot. And so, um, you know, part of the advantage of what we do is 
that um, you'll only see the, the candidates that are going to be on your ballot um, so that you you can make those decisions and, and vote informed. Uh Another huge part of work that y'all do that I really appreciate is y'all give um, nonpartisan background information on a lot of the um, candidates that are going to be on these ballots. So a lot of times I know a part of the guessing thing is because they've never seen these names before until November 3rd. And they're like, oh, uh, and they just guess. <laughs> so being able to have background information and maybe look into seeing what they support or certain, because um, I know we also send out a questionnaire a lot of times to um candidates for them to fill out and just understand a lot of what they stand for. So I think that also helps in just educating voters on exactly who they're putting um, their vote for. So I, I just, I think that's a great streamlining effort and just having all of that information right there. And I know for me too, I would love to know what everybody does behind their name. So just having that all in one place is just so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We hope to be a place that, um, that isn't giving you an opinion. I think a lot of uh, organizations in the voting space um, are there with a, a bias and a purpose uh, behind what they're doing. Not, I mean, we all have political opinions, right? So, um, you know, I, I think that the, the the piece that makes ballot ready different is that we're not uh, we're not there to tell you who to vote for. We just want to make it easier for you to make that decision for yourself. I was about to say, um, in the time of COVID right now, too, because a lot of this work is voter registration drives and being there and having these conversations with them in person. And a lot of times that's the easiest way to do it and just for them to understand what they're voting for and what's going to be on there. So being able to have all of that material for them and we can be on Zoom. And I'm like, hey, just go to the website and you can have your own ballot to look at. Um, yeah. That's just amazing because a lot of times too, people have issues with printing out that information or sometimes we may have an issue or we ran out of things for them to peruse and look at. So having all of that being virtual has just, especially right now, I'm glad we had this back in 2015. Yeah. So now at least it's a little more foolproof and we're not developing all of this right now because that would be torture. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank y'all, thank y'all. Um, I don't think we were gonna have y'all too, too long, but um, I thank you all for just going over just the tools. Cause again, what that has done for our website and being able to get that information out to people has exceeded every expectation I think we probably ever have had. <laughs> um, and we just really appreciate y'all for putting in the work to educate people because that's such an imperative part and role in our society is just making sure that we're informed about who we select. So I thank y'all for yeah. making that information more accessible. Absolutely. Uh, a fun fact that um, my my data team uh, wanted to share is that every single county board of election member is up for election this year, which is something that Mississippi is actually working on changing so that they're staggered terms and that uh, the whole county board uh, doesn't go up for election in the same year. But it's a unique opportunity, right? I think uh, if if voters do or don't like the way that um, you know the, the voting process has gone this year. Um, with all of, you know, the confusion and, and stress around COVID. Um, this is a unique opportunity to uh, use your voice and to decide, um, you know, if, if you'd like to see change or if you, you like the way that, uh, that voting uh, was, was processed um, in your county. 
think that's gonna I think y'all's tool is gonna be perfect for when they're waiting in these long lines and they can just do their ballot real fast before they walk in. So I think that's gonna help a lot, especially when you're voting for that many positions at one time. So I'm glad that they brought that little factoid for sure, because I think having information on everybody they're voting for, especially when it's that many, it will be incredibly helpful. I was gonna say, Nathan, do you got any uh anything you also wanna add? Any extra tidbits or no the no the uh the the, the fun fact w- 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 was a good one Sarah <laughs> thanks for, for for sharing that yeah the other sort of the the, the other fun fact I, I might have is uh it was like there's like 430 candidacies statewide um so obviously you know not not all of them are going to apply to every voter uh, but just like just think about the sheer number of uh of candidacies of of sort of different you know uh you know elections that are happening um just crazy to see the see how big it is so um yeah there's a lot of races out there and uh and and yeah yeah great i was like sarah we lost you but you came back so you're good now <laughs> thank you nathan thank you thank you thank you oh my gosh i'm so excited first thank you both so much yeah thank you for having us Thank y'all. Yeah, thanks um, for having us. <laughs> so uh, for all those listening, you can still definitely check out that tool that um, Valerity and, uh, made for us under the volunteer, uh, I'm sorry, under the voter resource tab on msvotes.org. And on there, you'll see get Valerity, get Valerity, and you'll be able to uh, fill out that information in that little tab. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Deborah, Sarah, and Nathan from Vote America and Ballot Ready. We really do appreciate you all for joining us on Better Luck. And make sure you use our Get Ballot Ready uh, tool on our website and plan your vote. Um, go out in there. You can you are able to see all the candidates, read information about them, and also create your sample ballot. So thank you all again for listening. Remember to stay local, act vocal, and it's up, up to, to us. us. And I see it clear If you take a look around You can see it's near I know it's new to some But look, it ain't no need to fear It always come a time to learn And that time is here The future and it need me Built for it so we make it look easy On the front line more is a plus And they say the state need yeah. to change It's up to us A campaign led by POC College students and volunteers gonna get us free. Facing charges from groups you can't believe. Getting people the circuit courts can intervene. Yeah, all because we knew who we were looking for. Did research before the time came to vote. We breaking records down here. Oh, you didn't know? Largest youth engagement since 1964. Include, engage, collaboration. Empowering our people with our innovation. Antique is what it is. They testing our patience. We need apps instead of driving to the voting stations. Get out the vote for the community you want to see. Be the voice for the candidate you want to be. No longer looking at our parents for the change. Now I'm looking in the mirror because the answers start with you and me.